Shalo the Mahaya. Man, I feel I feel the Holy Ghost up here. Amen. And uh, we'll have church. Amen. We'll have Bible study. But we'll have church. Hallelujah. So when that happens, is it seems like we get to the point where we become very unsettled and frustrated and angry and you know we we want to you know get to a place where we're we don't know what we're going to do. But anyway, Ephesians chapter six. Did I give you a chapter? Okay, not the verse though. Okay. Okay. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 10, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. And in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness, in high places. Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Wow, what an admonition. What, what an admonition. Because whether, you know, and, and I know Sometimes we're, um, you know, we talk about the promises of God, and of course all the promises of God are yea. We know that. They're coming. They're going to be here. They're going to arrive. They're going to be on time. But it's dealing with the time from, the time that when you hear God's word to the time that you receive it, usually we, we always have to deal with that time in between. Mm-hmm. Amen. In between. And that's the thing that I guess is, is, is a weakness on, on our part. We tend to, you know, we tend to get anxious. How many of you are anxious people? How many of you are anxious people? How many of you are the kind of people that want things done right now? Praise God. Right now, I see a lot of women folk in this congregation. Amen. And I see a lot of men folk. Please don't misinterpret what I said. Praise God. Somebody to say right away, now he's going to start picking on the women. No. Because I believe sometimes we're all like that. And, and. But you know what? Here's the good thing. I'm glad that you're looking forward to the things of God. I'm glad you're looking forward to the things of God. God is on His way. He's going to bless you. But anyway, uh, I think about what the Apostle Paul said uh, in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 6. He said, Wherefore I put 
thee in remembrance that thou stirred the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Hallelujah. So that's what we, he has given us. He has not given us a spirit of fear. Hallelujah. But he's given us the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Always remember this. You have power. Huh? You have Holy Ghost power. Praise God. That's what God put in you. Amen. Power. And, and dunamis. That word that they use, the Greek word dunamis, power. That's what that's the word they use for power. And 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 the definition is is broad the way they apply it in the New Testament. But in this case, it means something you've got, you have, you would not be able to have power if you did not have the source of that power. Are you listening to me? If you did not have the source of that power, we have the source of that power in us. Amen. Amen. So we, that's what we have, and that's what Paul is talking about here. Amen. That he's given us the spirit of, of amen, uh, love, of, of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. So remember that. We, we've got to... We've got to uh, always put ourselves in a place where we can be mindful of what it is that we have. Praise God. What God has placed within us. But the devil will always try to undermine God. He will always try. Jesus said he was, the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So he will always attempt to try to steal, kill, or destroy. He will always try to somehow, by through deception, he will always try to take away that which God has promised you. If you're, if you're wondering why it is that you, amen, don't have what God promised you, it could be two reasons. The first one, it's not time yet. The second one is maybe you allowed Satan to steal it from you. Huh? Maybe, maybe Satan came in and robbed you of your victory. So that's the reason why you don't have it. And if he's done that, then you know what you need to do? You need to get it back. You need to get it back. You need to fight for it and say, hey, this is mine. What you doing with it? Give it back to me. Hallelujah. You're going to find out that Amen. He has to. He has to. You know why? You have power over him. You have power over him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's why I kind of think that he's responsible for a lot of mind games and psychology. Because it seems like he can talk you out of doing that. He doesn't really necessarily have to really convince you so much, he just has to put a thought in your brain and you go, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Yeah, that's right. mm -hmm. 
I, I, I'm reminded of a, <laughs> and, and I think about what, uh, uh, what we need to do, what we need to do, okay? Of course, we, we look in, and, and read verse number 16 in, in Ephesians 6. It says, and above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Now, I'm not going to teach on all the whole, the whole armor of God, not tonight, but I want to talk to you about the shield of faith. Because that's what we need. We need to have, we need to have the shield of faith. The reason why we need to have the shield of faith is so that we can quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Let me tell you something. He'll always send those thoughts our way. Right. We cannot. There's no, nothing we can do. They all, he, he will always shoot them darts toward us. Yes. All the, yes. the bad thoughts, all the sinful thoughts, all the, the fear, the discouragement, the frustration, all these things coming against us. He'll, he'll just open up and he'll just, amen, he'll just shoot them at us. And, and amen, we're targets, aren't we? We're targets for all that. But guess what? We have a shield. We have a shield of faith that will protect us from all the fiery darts of the wicked. So what's the thing about it? We have to learn how to use the shield. Praise God. So uh, I was thinking about this uh, story. Those of you who don't know this, but Robert Longshore raises plot hounds. Does anybody know what a plot hound is? They're, they're German short hair. They're beautiful dogs. He blessed me with them one years ago. I didn't have it very long. Somebody stole it from me. But they're nice dogs. And Brother Robert said, well, Brother Harold, you get yourself a, a, another place where you can keep a dog. He said, I'll bless you with another dog. These dogs are worth thousands of dollars. And he trains them. Of course, he's, he's, he's a coon hunter. So he trains them to hunt coons. He trains them to hunt bears. He trains them to hunt mountain lions. And these dogs are good dogs. And he starts with them when they're young. And it's amazing how, how he can train these dogs. But here's the thing about a dog. Here's, here's the thing about this dog. Now here's, here's a story. There was a, a, a trainer who raised up these little hunting dogs, bird dogs. Anybody know what a bird dog is? And he was so good at his training, the bird dogs, that they said when, when they were just still little pups, of course, a bird dog is always somehow going out there and flushing out birds. He'll go out wherever they are on the pond or, or in the field. Those bird dogs, they're trained to sniff out those birds and flush those birds out. And when a bird comes out, guess what? That little tail kind of seems to point like this and their little leg steps up like that. And they'll tell you, there goes the bird. There's a bird right there. Well, the story goes that this man was so good at training his dogs that they pointed out flies every time they flew by. <laughs> and they fly would bud by so that little puppy was tail would stick out and that little leg would come up and it would go like that. Lo and behold, there was that fly buzzing around. 
That's how the devil is. Huh? That's how the devil is. Here's the thing. The reason why I'm saying this is this. Sometimes we're like those dogs where, and I'm not calling you a dog. Please don't misunderstand me. We're like those dogs that every time a devil comes around and he says something or, or throws something your way, you know what you do? It's, it's like you're waiting. You're waiting for it to happen. Huh? You're that sensitive to his spirit that you're waiting for it to happen. And when it happens, guess what? You point it out right away. You see? Look what the devil's doing right now. Huh? We point it out. That's how, that's how good we are. We can discern him, but we can't discern the spirit of God. There's no way that we can stop all these things from coming at us. Let me tell you something. The rest of our walk, the rest of our life, we're gonna, these things are always going to be coming our way. But let me tell you something. You can overcome. You can overcome. It's like one, one brother said. These birds will always be flying over. They'll always be flying over your nest, but don't let them land. Huh? A little hillbilly wisdom. And that's, that, that's what we need to do. We need to, these, this will always be happening, but guess what? We don't have to let them land. Huh? We have... We have something that we can uh, protect ourselves with, and that's what Paul was talking about, the shield of faith. Okay? Let's read it again. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Now look how he says that. Quench. All the fiery darts of the wicked. Hmm? You're going to be able to quench. Did he say some of them? He said all the fiery darts of the wicked. You'll be able to quench them. You'll be able to, you'll be able to, amen. Uh, what's the word? You'll be able to deflect them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Something happened to us one time. Never did know what was the reason why it happened to us, but I was probably about uh, hmm, must have been a teenager when that when that happened to us, brother Aaron. I think I was probably about an eighth grader, and uh, we were out horseback riding. Uh, myself, brother Aaron, and our older brother Urban. We were going down to my uncle's property from our place, and that was before they built that new road going in front of my mom's property there. And we had to use, of course, the old car paths were just two single, you know, everybody knows, you drive out the country, and that's where we were going, and, and we were, just came to my uncle's pastor, we got to the gate, and, and my older brother, we, we rode through the gate, and my older brother was there, and he was getting ready to close the gate. And all of a sudden, you know, I was sitting there on my horse, and and uh, Brother Aaron was sitting there too. And all of a sudden, I heard this thing go. Zip! I was thinking, what in the world? 
And here it comes again. Let's see. Did you hear that? And just about the time I asked the question, guess what? Here comes another one. Did it hit the ground right below, uh, just right, right between our horses, and it popped up. Boom! Somebody was shooting at us. And and that was crazy. Looked around. We tried. Looked around. All my brothers said, "Hey, let's get out of here. We got our, We took off." But you know, we couldn't tell where they were coming from. Till finally we got down the road a ways and my brother looked back and he said he seen the black and white truck that was sitting, geez, about a good quarter mile off. We didn't see it. For whatever reason, they wanted to pick us for target practice. We don't know. But we took off. We headed out. And see, sometimes it's hard for us to, to determine where those shots are being fired from. The devil will always try to hide. Amen. not so much trying to figure out the source and where they're coming from what you need to do is you need to protect yourself and you know what I'm saying Amen. you need to protect yourself there's a reason why This is that's why I said this kind of seems I'm not going to say awkward but this is kind of something how God put this on my heart the reason why I'm sharing it with you because I don't know what some of you are going to but you might be you might be receiving a lot of spiritual attacks. You might be going through certain things and it just seems like you're just being overwhelmed. Here they come, just right up, just a volley of these of these darts, these arrows being fired at you. Just a volley. And here you are, you just go, what am I gonna do? What am I doing? Devil's trying to overwhelm you. Trying to overwhelm you. But when we, when we when we think of, go with me to the book of Isaiah there's an interesting piece of scripture verse some of you probably know about this already but I'll share this with you when uh, did I give you a chapter Isaiah 21 here I go again look what it says Isaiah 21 interesting now this is what, what Isaiah is talking about here is, is, is a prophetic utterance, okay? This is a prophetic utterance. And I know some of you that have read this already, you might be saying, well, how does this pertain to us? Well, it's a prophetic utterance, I believe, for a time coming ahead very shortly. But look what he says. We're living in the day where we are under spiritual attack. Huh? Everything, you know, we're seeing it. We're, we're, and, and, and you know, the thing about it is we're, 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 we're experiencing it out here in the world, but spiritually speaking, we're in, 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 in the spiritual realm, there's all kinds of conflict and battles and things happening. So we've got to be aware of that too. But look what he says here in verse number five. It says, prepare the table, watch in the watchtower, eat, drink, arise. Listen, listen to this. Prepare the table. Be, be ready, in other words. Prepare the table. Eat. Or watch in the watchtower. Prepare the table. Watch in the watchtower. In other words, you, 
you and I, we, we need to be on the alert. We need to be ready. Are you listening to me? Amen. Praise God. We need to be aware of these things going on, but we need to be careful. Like Paul says, be careful for nothing. Okay, be careful for nothing. So we got to be, in, in other words, we have to be in the spirit of prayer. We've got to be ready. We've got to be on guard. Hallelujah. Never take your spiritual well-being for granted. Never allow yourself to get to the point where you get relaxed and, amen, you complacent. That's why the Bible says, that's why Paul said, endure hardness as a soldier of Jesus Christ. Endure hardness. We've got to be ready for that. We're in a spiritual battle here. We're in a conflict. But that's what he says. Uh, prepare the table. Watch in the watchtower. Now look what he says. Eat and drink. Eat and drink. You know what? You know, that's important for us to understand. We're right here. And you can say this is part of the watchtower too. We're, we're in the body of Christ. We're in the church. We come to this place, guess what? We eat, we partake of God's word. God's word will give you strength. If you hunger for his word, he'll feed you. huh? And if you're thirsty for his spirit, he'll give you drink. Out of your valley shall flow rivers of living water. So that's why it's important for us to eat and drink. When we come into God's presence, let's partake of his word. Let's partake of his spirit. Because we need both. Hallelujah. Ye princes, eat and drink, ye princes. Now look what he says. And anoint the shield. Anoint the shield. Oh, we just got finished reading what the Apostle Paul said in Ephesians 6, 16. About taking the shield of faith. Wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Huh? Amen. The shield of faith. But we heard two different things about the shield. Paul says that to take the shield of faith. To take it. To use it. Hallelujah. And then anointing the shield. A lot of people don't realize what does it mean by that? To anoint the shield. Back, back in the day, a warrior that was out on the battlefield. And of course, if, if you ever studied oh, uh, 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 the, you know, the battles that went on back in, back in the old days and how they used certain ways of, of, of you know, going out to meet the, their, 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 their enemy, the foe, and, and, and sending out certain you know, parts of the military like the infantry and the horsemen. And, of course, there were people that carried, uh, they, were, they were called spearmen. And there were people that were called bowmen, archery. And they used this, they used this, somehow they, somehow they, they, they used this and they, they determined which way and how they were going to attack. So they used every one of these different kinds of soldiers to, to go into the battle. Okay. See, that's how the devil is. The Bible says, if, if the footman wearied you, what you going to do when the horsemen come? 
And so that's why it's important for us to understand that when we go through spiritual conflict, mm -hmm. let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let the Holy Ghost give you the power. Amen. Let the Holy Ghost anoint you and give you the strength because he said he, he's not giving us the spirit of fear. Remember that. Don't be afraid of the devil. He's not giving you the spirit of, of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God will help you to keep things together. Hallelujah. So when we talk about anointing the shield, when he said anointing, anoint the shield, you know what those, uh, you know what those soldiers used to do when they went into battle? Before they went into battle, they would get their, their shields. Of course, they would get all their weapons ready, their, 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 their swords and their spears and amen, their arrows and make sure every, they were well equipped. But you know what they did with the shield? They would take that shield and they would get oil and they would amen, pour oil on that shield and anoint the shield. Why would they do that? Because every time they were fired upon, either by a spear or by an arrow, guess what? Sometimes, you know, some shields were made out of wood. Some shields were made out of iron, metal. And, and depending on the kind of shield, if they didn't anoint that shield, guess what? Those arrows that came or those spears that came, because they anointed that shield, guess what? It was covered in oil. Guess what? It would deflect that. It wouldn't stick. It would glance off. Why? Because it was anointed. So that's why it's important for us to understand you know, in, in our spiritual battles, this is what we need to understand. We need to anoint the shield. Amen. How are we going to anoint the shield? Building up our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. That is something that is definitely... We need to understand that's that's what we need to do when we when we're facing the enemy, when we're in spiritual conflict, Amen. when we're in battle. That we've got to prepare ourselves. We've got to equip ourselves. You know what? It, here's the thing: if you were prayed up, like you should be prayed up, you would probably scare more devils. Than anybody. Huh? Because once the devil knows that your spirit failed, Jesus was a human being just like you and I. Look what happened to him. And it wasn't just because, yes, he was God in the flesh. Yes, he was God in the flesh. But you know, he came, he was incognito. Hey, you know what I mean? He was disguised a little bit. But look, look what happened to Jesus when he came around. Somebody that was devil possessed. You know what their spirits did? It, they said, oh, there's something different about this guy. Wow. I recognize that presence. I recognize that power. I recognize that authority. 
And when he came to them, you know what they said? Are you come to torment us before our time? We know who, who you are. We know thee who thou art. You're the Holy One of God. Huh? And so they, they were afraid of him. They, 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 real, they recognized what was in him. Woo! And so if, if he put the Holy Ghost in us, and if we're filled with the Spirit, guess what? When you're full of the Holy Ghost, when you're full of the Holy Ghost, everybody listening? Amen. When you're full of the Holy Ghost, Amen. guess what the devil's going to say? Oh, wow. That's why they say, I, I don't like it when Mama Walker walks around. She makes me feel uneasy. Huh? Because they know Sister Walker means business. Hallelujah. They'll know when you mean business. When you're filled with the Holy Ghost, guess what? They're, they're going to say, hey, I, I don't want to be around Adrian Marshall. Praise God. Amen. I, I don't want to be around Brother Gary Betleon. I don't want to be around Gary Betleon. That, that guy, I tell you what, he's a little man, but he's, he's rocking with some dynamite. I'm not saying that to boast, but I remember casting the devil out of a young man one time. That devil was speaking out of him. And he, the devil, he was intimidated right from the word go. And he was trying his best to somehow through lies and deceit. But, I, you know, we wouldn't give in. We just kept praying and kept binding him. And he got weaker and weaker. And pretty soon he said, I'm... I'm I hate you. I hate you. So I said, why do you hate me? He said, because you have the power to cast me out. And I said, if that soul come out of that young man in Jesus' name, guess what? He came out. He came out. Hallelujah. Brother Javier, we were we were reminiscing back in the old days, and I remember his uncle, his uncle Pedro Guterres, and and his brother, I can't remember if it, what his name was, but Philip Guterres, his mother. They they all were, uh, how would I say, they were products of the Azusa Street Revival. Huh? They were young kids, very young, when they got the Holy Ghost at Azusa Street in Los Angeles. I think his mom was like three, four or five years old. She was very young. She passed away years, years ago, but she was up in her 90s. Brother Pedro Guterres passed away when he was 109. And we were talking about his brother Pedro, and he said... I remember the Lord used my, my uncle Pedro, and, and uh, that was his uncle. He said, to cast out devils, he said, and whenever somebody needed devil cast out, they would call for my uncle Pedro, he said. And every time 
he wouldn't even come into the same room of that devil. He said he just had to step into the doorway of the house. Right away, that devil would start to scream out, scream out and say, No, no, get him away from me. And, and Pedro Cateris was a short man. But he was full of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So you think about that. You think about that. You think about what God has put in you and you think about what you have and you think about your potential. You think about what you can do for him. You think about praise God. The work of God that he has called you to. Hallelujah. So this is a great thing. Oh man, this is a great thing. This is a great thing. And if we could ever get to the point where we can focus on what we have, what God has put within us. You ever, you ever wonder why 